Yeah, that's actually me in that opening segment there. Look familiar? <laughs> ah, it's one of those days. That's all I can tell you. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is FBTV, Freight Broker TV Video Podcast. And uh, let me explain one of those days. We had an ice storm come through. And uh, right now it's 28. We got more rain, ice, whatever coming throughout the day. We're going to get too freezing, they say. We'll see, but it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a white wonderland out there, and 99% of it's sleet. Pretty crazy, yeah. But weather is weather. You know, here a few days ago here where I'm at in Arkansas, we were, what, in the 70s? I mean, just the other day. And uh, 48 hours ago, what, what was it, Tuesday morning when we did the last uh, podcast, it was like 62 or something when I got up. And uh, we're going to be in the 60s, upper 60s and 70s by when? Uh, let me find it here. Yeah, by uh, by Sunday we're in the 50s, Monday pushing 60, mid-60s, Tuesday and Wednesday. Knocking on the door of 70s by this time next week. Hopefully that's the uh Hopefully this is the last blast of the winter for uh 2022. I guess we could get winter winter starts what in December. But anyway, going into uh spring and summer, hopefully it, hopefully the squirrels start running around, the birds start flying, the skies are blue the grass is green which i'm not looking forward to because that means i've got to mow it again <laughs> but it is what it is but i can go fishing and looking forward to that my boat covered up it's uh, uh it's just not right seeing all that sleet sitting on top of my boat even though it's covered it's not right anyway freight broker tv i'm mike i'm your host we get together for this uh, video podcast a couple of times a week. Matter of fact, we post videos on YouTube pretty much Monday through Friday. Have been. That's our goal, anyway. Hopefully, we'll be able to keep it up. <clears throat> and uh, some of the videos we post on YouTube, it, it's topic only. And then we take the uh, topics we talk about from the uh, video podcast, but those post post those on YouTube as well as its own standalone video. If you want to see the whole podcast, if you're a client of Tautoy, you can go to the Insider, FBTV Insider, and uh, you'll be able to watch them. Start to finish. If you have found the podcast via on, you know, be it on YouTube or just uh, looking around, yeah, you'll find the uh, FBTV podcast pretty much on your favorite podcasting app. Doesn't matter, iTunes, Spotify, Google. We're pretty much. I've seen us on podcasting apps that. Uh, well, I didn't even know the podcasting app existed, but anyway, you can just do a search "Freight Broker TV Podcast," and uh, manual. There it is. You'll find one that works for you. You got questions, comments, messages? Feel free to email me fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. 
plenty of forums on the FreightBrokerTV.com website. You can contact us there. If uh, you are watching our YouTube videos, that's fine. You can leave a comment or a question down below. In the comment area, Skype, FBTV. Okay, that's where you'll find us on Skype. Today is Thursday, February 24th, day two of the People's Convoy traveling across the country. And I've got some things, thoughts on that, but I'll keep up to myself for the time being. But I think, I hope not. But, uh... Do you see this thing getting screwed up before it actually gets going? I do. Sort of. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. You know, it's my understanding that the convoy was starting out in California, which it did. Not a thousand trucks, but, you know, the way I understood it, it's going to these different places every day. And the idea was it was going to pick up more and more as it went through. But for whatever reason, Scranton, PA, those guys up there couldn't wait. They took off on their own. There's strength in numbers. You know, now, now you've got a few here, a few there, a few. I hope this thing don't fall apart before it even gets there, you know. I don't know what that, well, I'll keep my mouth shut. I, I'm just, I am just perplexed. But it's not the first time. <laughs> the uh, convoy, People's Choice, or the, uh, the, yeah, the People's Convoy started yesterday. Look here, they put Freedom Convoy. No, it's Freedom Convoy. It was up in uh, Canada. <laughs> Hats off to them. Those guys rocked. But they started off yesterday in California. Uh, they spent the night in Kingman, Arizona. Man, have we been there. If, you, if you've driven a truck, you've been to Kingman, Arizona. Back when I was driving... You know, back when Fred Flintstone was a co-driver, that <laughs> you know, way back when, a long time ago. You, uh, if you were going to California, you always stopped in Kingman, Arizona. You got your logbook right, and you washed the truck. You wanted a clean truck before you crossed that line. I got up to Scales one time on uh, Tehachapi. Pulled in, and uh, they pulled me in, bring in your logbook. And I knew my logbook was right, because that's what you did in Kingman. You got the logbook right. And the DOT officer, he was sitting there at his desk, and he goes, well, it looks like we got a logbook problem. And I freaked, because logbook tickets, I'm sure they still are, were outrageous in California back in those days. And I was like, no, there's no way that logbook's wrong. I know it's right. You know, that's one thing you, you, you make sure <laughs> before you go into California. <clears throat> oh, by the way, before I go on with my story, I've had people ask, what are you coughing? Well, what's, what, what's coughing? You know, why are you coughing? I, I think it's uh, what's left over from my COVID, you know? So, anyway, just want to clear that up just ever so often. But anyway, moving on from that. So I, I'm talking to the DOT officer, California DOT officer. And I said, no, sir, that, that can't be right. <clears throat> Couldn't find out what he was doing on the carbon copy. I had four hours, but you know the you know the four. You got the line going down, then across, and another line. With the line going across, connecting the two lines to make it a four, it didn't come through on the carbon. So it looked like 11. 
Glad we found that because <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to have to take out a loan to pay these guys. <laughs> I've got other California DOT stories I can uh, share with you, do that in the future, but that one just popped in my mind talking about Kingman. All right, so <clears throat> the People's Convoy, it's uh, departing this morning. This is Thursday, February 24th. They're in Kingman, Arizona. And they are headed to Lepton, Arizona. And that's where we're going to be spending the night. And hopefully more and more trucks will join. Because you know what's going to happen. 40 is the main thoroughfare. And a lot of trucks that are already going going uh, east on 40, they're going to join the convoy just to be part of it. But they'll exit off. You know, I figured they get to uh, Oklahoma City. Take that uh, veer off on 44 to go up toward Joplin and all that. A lot of trucks are going to keep on going east. It's Thursday. Any truck delivering on the east coast, it's it's going to be Monday. Then you've got the winter weather here, so I'm sure they're not too much in a hurry. But if you're wanting to go home, that's another story. But anyway, tomorrow, uh going to leave out of Lepton. Continue eastbound through New Mexico. And the plan is to get to Glen Rio, Texas tomorrow night. Then Saturday, uh, from Glen Rio, they, they're going to go to Elk City, spend the night there. Sunday, from Elk City, they'll go up to Benita, Oklahoma. Monday, Benita to Sullivan. Thursday, that'll be March 1st. Uh, I'll tell you another story about March and my driving days. There was one year... Just one. <laughs> you know, there's several, but this one stood out in the crowd. I used to tell everyone, yeah, Noah, the guy on TV that does the weather, they're all calling me wanting to know where I'm going, where I've been dispatched, so they know where to predict snow. Because that year, it didn't matter where I went. You could have sent me to Miami that year, and it would have snowed in Miami. That's just what it felt like. Now, March 1st comes along, and I'm thinking, finally, made it to March, no more snow. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I get a, I get a dispatch going to uh, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I mean, a, a snowstorm, blizzard. And I get to my destination, I go, man, it's March, you know. It's not supposed to snow anymore. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Up here, buddy. That's the uh we get the most snow in March. So there it is. Anyway, Tuesday, March first, uh the uh People's Convoy going to arrive in Indianapolis, Indiana. Gonna be spending the night and the whole next day there. Then uh from Indianapolis, uh, they will go on to Cambridge, Ohio. The next Friday, it's expected that the People's Convoy will arrive in Hagerstown, Maryland. And then from Hagerstown to the Beltway. Calling out the National Guard, did you see that? I, I, I really don't get it. You know, nothing's happening. I guess you got to be ready. But uh, I don't know. 
I hope this all goes as planned. I hope it makes a statement. But the Pennsylvania guy, he's got me concerned. All right, fuel prices. They're up again. Wait till next week. Do 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 do. Or the theme from Jaws. Do 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 do. <laughs> My granddaughter. I don't know. She was three, four years old, and we started watching Jaws. <clears throat> and to this day, she'll watch a little bit at a time. But stop it, Papa! Stop it! No more. <laughs> But uh, from that, I mean, three or four years old, she's eight now. All I have to do is go, doo-doo, doo and she knows exactly. <laughs> Stop it, Papa. Next week, diesel prices are going to be stupid. <clears throat> the Ukraine, the Russia thing. Any excuse they can find to raise oil prices is going to happen. And uh, if we take the caps off the... Uh, Oil companies let them get the oil out of the ground that's in the United States. We're okay. But no. For some weird reason, Washington wants oil companies to buy oil from overseas instead of digging up our own oil. It is what it is. Anyway, diesel's up by 3.6 cents a gallon this week, 405. Gasoline, 353, up 4.3 cents a gallon. Man, oh man, and the hits just keep on coming. Today is Thursday, February 24th. It's Fat Thursday. Can you say Mardi Gras? <laughs> it's Bartender Day, too. Why not? Fat Thursday and Bartender Day kind of goes together. It's also Chili Day. That sounds like a fun day in the Big Easy, don't it? Fat Thursday, Bartender's Day, and Chili Day. That's right. It is a chilly day <laughs> here in Arkansas anyway. Topic today, going to be talking about email. If you're a freight broker, this is important. You can't take the easy way out. We'll be talking about that. Today's impossible question, 47% of people are uncomfortable talking about this when it comes to themselves. <clears throat> okay, that's today's impossible question. One more time, 47% of people are uncomfortable talking about this when it comes to themselves. My first, my first thought was wrong, and probably a lot of you are going to have that same first thought, but anyway, we'll answer that today. Alright, we got something kind of cool. Came across this on uh, CDLLife.com. We, uh, you know, FPTV, we put these things together, accumulating all this. We are uh, pretty much hitting a lot of different transportation trucking websites. CDLLife.com is one of them. They got some pretty good stuff on there. If you're a driver or in the transportation industry looking for a good source of information just to keep up with the industry, CDL Life's pretty good. Now, Back in 1970s, back in the 70s, Omaha-based advertising executive Bill Fries, well, he listened to the CB radio, listening to truckers talk back and forth, and he got the inspiration for an ad campaign for Mets baking companies, old 
home bread. Fry's created a television commercial for Metz's Old Homestone Ground Whole Wheat Bread. The ad featured a song that Fry's sung himself. Now keep up here. This is pretty cool. The CB Lingo spouting character was so popular that Fry's went on to record some of the best loved songs in trucking. Now your mind's turning. Not to mention be the inspiration for a movie. Figured it out yet? Yeah, his real name's Bill Fries, but you probably know him as C.W. McCall. Remember that song, Convoy? We got a big old convoy. You know, they should be playing that for the People's Convoy. But anyway, here's that television commercial. Matter of fact, let me go back here and reset all this stuff, because I had it set up earlier for something else, but Here's that commercial that started it all for uh, Mets Bread and C.W. McCall. Well, trucking old home, I was working the blizzard. She is colder than the Minnesota well diggers gizzard. I was up to my drive shaft in 18 inches of slush. Heavy white stuff. I had a jackknife and rig that drove like a sled. Had a busted chain and a load of bread for the old home filler up and keep on a trucking cafe. Mavis was snowed in. Well, I stopped my boots off and gave her a grin. Shook out my cuffs and tracked on in. Says, how's about warming up a stool for an old home sled dog named C.W.? Says, I'll tell you what, instead of chewing the fat, I'll fix a two-on-one. I says, what's that? She says, a pair of fried eggs on a slice of that old home stone ground and a quart of hot chili. She says, it's cold outside. I bet your truck won't start. Says, you know what to say. Cold truck, warm heart. Well, she threw me a look that it'd melt the crust off a half a loaf of old home butter top. Well, it snowed six feet up a telephone post, but Mavis and me stayed warm as toast at the old home filler up and keep on the trucking cafe. Yeah, old home is good bread. <laughs> you notice on his uh, his jacket or his shirt there, it had said C.W. C.W. That wasn't C.W. McCall. That was an actor. Uh, anyway, Fred, or C.W., he's 93 years old now. Uh, he recently revealed that he's in hospice battling uh, cancer. So, 93. I remember Convoy. We got a big old Convoy. That was a good song, wasn't it? Anyway, I, I thought that'd be fun. Uh talk about this morning okay let's talk about email let's talk about email the the topic here on this fbtv video podcast today is email now as you know i not only do the podcast the fbtv videos and such i'm the lead consultant for tatua we are a training and consulting firm. We train freight brokers across the country. We uh, work with those wanting to be freight broker agents, training and consulting, trucking companies, the whole nine yards. We have packages that are self-study. We have packages that include live or on-demand training. Guaranteed placement as a freight broker agent, if that's the uh, route you want to go. In other words, when you complete training, you don't have to go out here looking for a contract. With the freight brokerage, it's already there. So that's going to allow you to begin your broker operation as an agent almost immediately. I mean, there's paperwork to do and things like that. you got to go through orientation. There's a few-day delay there, but you get the idea. 
The uh, completion, after you complete the uh, mentorship program, we call it the mentorship program, that's where you're going to be working through us under a licensed broker so you can get out there, start working, start putting into practice what you learn, start building a customer base, getting experience. So at the end of your mentorship program, be it three all the way up to 12 months, depending on the package you choose, you'll be ready to go. Be it to become an agent for a freight brokerage direct or even if you want to start your own freight brokerage company. Okay, we can talk to you about that. We can make our recommendations and you're, you're going to get you're going to get the facts none of this follow the yellow brick road stuff you know because you're making a life-changing decision you're making an investment in yourself you need to know the facts not a lot of this hogwash that's out there on the internet so feel free to call me, 479-668-0838. Check us out at Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Again, my name is Mike. I am the uh, lead consultant. Now, let's uh, let's get to this email. All right, I've talked about this before, I believe, in a YouTube video, but we're going to talk about it again here uh, because we're on the topic of email. If you're a freight broker, freight broker agent, you need an email you need an email that is for your broker operation only. You don't use it for anything else, just your broker business. Now, you don't have to have a website extension, you know, back in the day, you know, even today you see it sometimes. Uh, your name at yourwebsite.com. Gmail's fun, Hotmail, Yahoo, Google, it doesn't matter today. You know, that the... the your customers, shippers, they all use Gmail. I mean, it's just accepted. Now, years ago, not so much. But today, no big deal. So set up your email account. Set up an email account, be it Gmail or whatever. I will tell you this. Yahoo's pretty squirrely. I don't know what's causing it, but uh, we send out emails to clients uh, that use Yahoo, and they just don't get them. Anybody else, any any other email they get. So keep that in mind too. The last thing you want to do is have an email address where the you, you're not getting emails from your customers. And that's a problem. All right. Now, you've got your email set up. Next thing you want to, and it doesn't have to be fancy. You know, I had one guy here a few months ago. I'm the best freight broker on the planet at gmail.com. No, 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 no. Just simple. You know, if you can get away with... Uh, First initial of your uh, first name followed by your last name. Yeah, that's great. You know, if you're able to do that. You know, just something simple. Don't make it difficult on your customers, be it trucking companies or shippers. Make it easy on them. Now, when you get it set up, go in there and set up your signature. Your signature is going to be your full name and your phone number. Your full phone number, area code, followed by your number. Make it easy. If you got a logo, you know, you put your logo down there, whatever. You don't have to put your email address in the signature because, well, it's on your email. The customer or the trucking company or whoever you are emailing, they know your email address already. So you can leave that off.
Now, understand that an email is not a text message. You know, you want to text somebody on your phone, that's one thing. But email, it is a digital letter. And in this case, it's going to be a digital business letter, meaning you need to follow the same etiquette. you got to have the opening, you got to have the body of the letter, the citation, whatever, your signature. It's got to be right. You know, maybe I pick up a customer, and the customer says, yeah, send me your packet. Okay. The, the shipper's packet is going to be in a nice PDF document format, but my email, I'm going to start out, hey, Jim, comma, space or two. Hey, great talking to you today. I look forward to working with you in the future. Attach, please find the shipper package requested. Period. Space or two. Hey, talk to you soon. Space, you know, space or a line skip or whatever. And my signature, and I send it. It looks professional. Anything you do with a customer or even a trucking company, as far as that goes, and trucking companies, you should take note of this too. Especially if you're a small trucking company. You've got what whatever perception you create is going to be your customer's reality. Now, what I'm getting at here is a broker. You want to you want to look professional. You send a professional email out to your customer. They see it. Well, all of a sudden, they start perceiving you as a professional freight broker. That can only help you. And I've probably said this before in the past too, but I'll share it again because it's important. I've had clients uh, that were just starting out working from their kitchen table at home. But the perception they created, they weren't lying, just uh, they never allowed their customer to know that they were working at the kitchen table. As far as the customer knew, they were working on the fifth floor of an office building downtown somewhere. You know, the, you're creating a perception that's going to become a reality. When I brokered, uh, there was times I brokered from my uh, boat in the middle of the lake. I've brokered from hotel rooms when I was on vacation. I've even brokered from my truck when I was driving trucks. You know, the perception becomes your customer's reality. Create a professional perception. Okay, that will become your customer's reality. All right, that makes sense. Now, while we're on the subject of email, and this is really where we were going with this topic this morning anyway, <clears throat> I've had clients ask, hey, you know, instead of making the sales call, can I just email them? No. You need to have that. The first contact really needs to be live, one-on-one. Okay, there's a reason for that because you're making it personal. Emails are impersonal. It's just a, like it's just words on a computer screen. Okay, it's not personal. You want to build a relationship. Emails don't do that. Emails are so informal and just back and forth and. It's just going to take longer for you to build that relationship you want to have built with that customer. Try not to send an email. Now, there's going to be times, and believe me, I've had it too, where the customer says, yeah, you know, I only want to communicate via email. Okay, in my head I'm going, well, that's stupid. 
You know, we're, we're talking about getting a truck. I don't have 20 minutes to wait for you to respond to an email saying that, yeah, you know, that truck's good to go. Or, yeah, come pick up my load. That load's still available. And what I'm getting at is, you know, I got a truck. I've talked to the truck on the phone. Yeah, let me contact my customer. Hey, I got a truck for that load. Is it still available? If it is, send it to me or whatever. And I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. I don't know if it's still available. I'm sitting there twiddling my fingers. The truck, they're getting answered. I, I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, I've said this too. I, I see it on load boards. I, I see trucking companies in the contact column, <laughs> whenever they post their equipment, instead of having a phone number like they should, they put an email address there. And then I'm sure they go out and complain about how that load board doesn't do them any good. Well, of course not. This is a, an immediate type business. Seconds count. You can miss a load or miss a truck by just a second or two. You know, I get into that in training. You should have a phone number up there, but that's, a, that's I think I've even talked about that on a YouTube video somewhere, but topic for another day. Now, in cases where you made the call to a potential customer and you get their voicemail, okay, my, I always tell people, hang up. Don't, don't leave a message. Not yet. Call them back. But in a case where you call a potential customer and the, you know, the, the, the uh, person who answered the phone said, uh, uh, yeah, they only take emails. Okay, generally speaking, yeah, in a situation like that, you're going to have to send an email. All right, so get the email address. Now, I always assume <laughs> that uh, that potential customer is going to use my service. So if you know anything about sales, it's called the assumptive close. Now, I've not had a chance to make a sales call to this potential customer, but I'm assuming they're going to use my service. So my email is going to be created as if I, you know, they're using my service. They already told me, yeah. So how would that be? You know, hey, you know, hey, Jim, I talked to Kathy the other day. She told me to send my information to you. I look forward to working with you in the future. Attached, find my shipper package, all the documentation you need. Uh, give me a call or I'll follow up next week. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be using me. I'm not going to say, hey, my name is Mike. Listen, I really like to work with you, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's giving people the opportunity to say no. In a situation like this, I'm going to stand out. Now, you do not want to use an email instead of making the call. A lot of people that do that, that's a crutch because they're scared of making a sales call. Making a sales call as a freight broker is super easy. Simple. 10, 15 seconds, it's yes, no, or they're going to request more information. I go totally in detail with you on that in the training. So, you know, keep that in mind. All right, if you've got uh, questions or anything about that, feel free to call me, 479-668-0838. Check Tautoa out. You'll find us at taltoa.com, tautoa.com. be happy to uh, work with you, help you any way I can. Iowa truckers are pursuing lawsuit abuse legislation. Iowa, Iowa, this should be happening. This should be federal. This shouldn't be just Iowa. This should be federal. 
Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds and a tra- you know they always say whenever they new- do a news story, if you notice this, they always say uh, Republican governor, Democratic governor, or whatever. Eh, who cares? <laughs> it's the governor. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds and a trucker turned state senator are waging a two-pronged legislative offensive targeting lawsuit abuse and traffic accidents with motor carriers. Immediately when I started reading this, I thought back to uh, a while back, that guy out there, where was he, Virginia? Virginia's kind of loopy lately. I don't know why. Why I'm talking about their school system. But anyway, he, uh, he was a senator or something like that. And I think this, that, that, that's still floating around out there in Washington somewhere, a bill trying to uh, increase the required auto liability from $1 million to $2 million, something like that. But anyway, this is where I went, you know, my head went when I started reading this. One bill supported by Reynolds and the Iowa MTA, Motor Truck Association, would limit litigation awards to $1 million in civil lawsuits involving commercial motor vehicle accidents. Makes sense. Limit it to what the maximum is. Okay, by law, a trucking company is required to carry $750,000 in auto liability insurance. That's what they're required to carry. Most will carry a minimum of a million dollars in auto liability. Matter of fact, if you're a broker, a lot of brokers, it's recommended that they carry at least a million dollars in contingent cargo liability. That gets a little expensive. Your uh, contingent cargo, not that bad, but auto liabilities where the uh, expense comes in when you're paying for insurance. The other bill introduced by uh, State Senator Adrian Dickey, he's the owner of Packwood, Iowa-based Dickey Transport, would end the controversial practice of financial firms funding litigation for attorneys who sue trucking companies. If the funding litigation ban is enacted into law, Iowa would be the first state to prohibit the practice. This should this should be a legal period. I mean, litigation funding, which has been putting truckers' defense attorneys at a disadvantage, is on the rise across the country, according to experts. I don't know who these experts are, just what it says here. The tactics involve providing loans predominantly to plaintiffs' attorneys. In other words... They can go get a loan. The attorney can go get a, the, the attorney suing the trucking company can go to this company get a loan to better fund their lawsuit. And what happens? I mean, you you kind of put two and two together. If they win the lawsuit, the uh, their client, whatever. They settled for, they're taking that money back and paying the loan off, I would imagine. Goes on to say, or in some instances, directly paying doctors up front for treatment of individuals injured in accidents, according to the insurance experts and defense attorneys who monitor litigation finance. You know, I was thinking yesterday, and, you know, I'm kind of off base here, but I was thinking, you know, if it wasn't for attorneys, we wouldn't need attorneys. 
<laughs> ponder on that for a little bit. I mean, it's perfect world, but it is what it is. The funding companies are repaid by sharing a designated portion of a settlement, yeah, like I was talking about a minute ago, or win by plaintiff's attorneys. If there is no settlement or jury award, a plaintiff attorney is not required to repay the loan. Well, wouldn't I like to get a loan like that? Wouldn't I like to go out and get a loan where the loan company says, hey, if you run into tough times, you don't have the money to pay it, don't worry about it. <laughs> Give me a break. You think there's a little bit of uh, hanky-panky going on there between attorneys and uh, these uh, finance companies? In my state, Dickie said, few people outside of our industry are aware of this. We're taking a lead on this, and we're probably the first state to push it. Why is this not a federal thing? Because you got knuckleheads like that senator or whatever that I was talking about trying to push through bills that would require trucking companies to increase their auto liability insurance. And this guy here, uh, the guy that I was talking about out there in Virginia or wherever he might be, that's why he pushed through that uh, bit of nonsense. His family has a law firm, and that's what they specialize in, suing trucking companies. But anyway, you can find that, you know, we've talked about that in the past, you know, going back a few years. Dickey's litigation funding bill, SF-2085, was introduced in the state Senate January 20th, but had not advanced as of today, anyway. Back in February 9th, subcommittee meeting, some members said that before it clears committee, the bill needs an amendment to define litigation funding, funding more clearly. I, I, don't, I don't know how it can be defined more clear the, clearly than what it already states. <laughs> you know, there, there are not even a bill, a law, not even a law, just a bill, and they're already looking for loopholes. Maybe they're looking for loopholes so they can crush the lupos before it uh, before the law gets passed so that way there's no none of these little lawyer tricks the EPA go figure EPA slams USPS plan for mostly glass powered mail trucks <laughs> US Postal Service has finan uh, finalized a contract to replace its uh, small truck fleet with almost all gasoline-powered models. And this has not made the EPA or the Biden administration very happy. <laughs> they are ticked because they recommended buy electric. Uh, the decision signed yesterday, February 23rd, represents the uh, culmination of failed lobbying effort by the uh, EPA and top Biden administration officials to persuade the Postal Service to shift course. The independent agency, USPS, can now move forward with its $6 billion plan to begin purchasing as many as 165,000 mail trucks over the next 10 years from Wisconsin military truck maker Oshkosh Corporation. Oshkosh, by gosh. As many, of 90, as, many as 90 percent of those uh, trucks bought going to run on gasoline instead of the more climate-friendly batteries, according to the plan. The uh, post office, USPS, said, uh, we get more money later, yeah, maybe, but, you know, we can't afford it. 
can't afford it. We got to stick with gasoline. We can't afford that stupidity. I have to watch and see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody new is running the post office or USPS here in the next uh, few months. I have to keep an eye on that. Uh, it's February 24th, 2022. If it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Phil Knight. You share a birthday with him. He's 84. You don't know who Phil Knight is? Think Nike. He founded Nike. Barry Bostwick, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Spin City. He was the mayor. His birthday today. Edward James Olmos, Miami Vice. He was always the cool captain. Wasn't he a captain? Lieutenant, maybe. Kitty, the mom from that 70s show. Deborah Jo Roop, is that right? Roop or Rupp? Anyway, it's our birthday today. Steve Jobs, he was born on this day back in 55. This day back in history, 1863, Arizona organized as a territory. 1903, the U.S. acquires a naval station. That seems like a good idea. Eh, let me finish. Let me finish the uh, sentence. They acquire a naval station at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. The first nylon toothbrush goes on sale in New Jersey back in 1938. VOA, Voice of America, goes on the air for the first time in 1942. And the FCC authorized pay TV on this date back in uh, 1961. Have you heard about Tom Brady? He may not be through yet. He may be coming out of retirement. may play one season with the 49ers. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I'd be tired of that cold weather. His whole career. Well, no, he was in Tampa Bay for two seasons, wasn't he? Wasn't it two? He got warm weather down there. He probably liked that warm weather a lot more than uh, the cold. I know I would. And he's older now. You know, he wants that warm weather. Although it's going to be kind of damp, I would imagine. Eh, who knows? All right. That, uh, oh, we got one more thing to talk about. We've got to give you the answer to today's impossible question, and we'll call it a day. Today's impossible question, 47% of the people are uncomfortable talking about this when it comes to themselves. Yeah, I know what you were thinking. Nah, the answer, they're debt. They don't want to talk to other people about how much they're, they are in debt. I'm in debt up to my ears. Eh, not that bad, I guess. It just feels like it. <laughs> you know? Eh, eh, you know, I, we, we get to this time of the month... I'm like, whew, got all the bills paid this month. And then what? Just a few days from now, we're going to start all over again. But you got to spend money to make money, right? Got to spend money to keep your toys, roof over your head. Remember those people in the uh, Ukraine. Keep them in your prayers. Crazy stuff going over there, going on over there. All uncalled for, I think. But uh, anyway, 47% of... People are uncomfortable talking about this when it comes to themselves. They're debt. All right, it's Thursday. You know, if you're looking for stuff, uh, YouTube. We got videos popping up on YouTube just about, uh, well, Monday through Friday. And if we do anything on the weekend, it would be a surprise. You know, we've been thinking about doing some live stuff on YouTube on the weekend, maybe Saturday mornings. Let us know, you know. Again, uh, the podcast, find us on your favorite podcasting app. 
Freight Broker TV. All right, go have a good Thursday. Go have a good weekend. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. (laughs) 